Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Review Pod. We're going to get into St. Louis and everything that happened there. But I want to thank the folks at All Balls. Get ready to ride with All Balls Racing. After a long winter, your bike may be ready for some TLC. A carburetor rebuild kit from All Balls Racing will get your bike into top condition and ready to hit the road or the trails. Uh, you can find the carburetor rebuild kit options along with a large selection of other power sports maintenance and repair parts at allballsracing.com. They've got a lot of things um, over there and uh, a lot of brands that they cover, uh, uh, Pivot Works and Vertex and things like that. All Balls Racing customer service team is also available to assist with a part or fitment question. Give them a call, 555-402-8000, 555-402-8000. All Balls Racing, we're all in, so you can go all out. Thanks to those guys for coming on. Race Tech as well. Uh, Pulp 22 is a code to save with Race Tech. Motor work, suspension work, whatever it is, Race Tech can help you out, and they can uh, dial your bike in, get your weight um, and or speed uh, working right with the motorcycle. And, uh, of course, Blos and um, the MCR guys and Solitaire guys and, yeah, on and on. Privateer proven, Racetech.com. Thanks to Checkers and the boys down there for all that they do. And you tell them you listen to Pulp, you can uh, save with Pulp uh, code. With Racetech, Racetech.com. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web or motorsport.com. And uh, the Formula Helmet, it's amazing. They've got a few different shells now. they got a polycarbonate shell. They have a, a carbon composite shell along with the regular one. So Formula Helmet is amazing. It's quiet. It's safe. It's uh, super, uh, super nice graphics. Uh, please check it out, flyracing.com, of course. they got gear to fit all shapes and sizes, all colors, all styles, flyracing.com. Get it from motorsport.com. We'll talk to you a little bit about motorsport and Cobo Links later on in the show. I want to thank the folks at Maxxis Tires, of course, helping us bring in Jeremy McGrath for show 500, Pulp and Mech show 500. Maxxis.com for more information. Cade Clayson putting his Maxxis's almost into the top 10 in 450 Supercross. MXST is developed by Jeremy McGrath and used by Kay Clayson and many others out there. Maxis.com, great mountain bike tires as well. And the folks at Renthal, you look at Renthal and all that they've done in the sport over the years. Uh, of course, Marvin Muskan won St. Louis with Renthal bars. They got chains, they got sprockets, they got uh, bars, oversized bars, uh, crossbarless bars with the fat bar, fat bar 36. They got the old trusty 7 8 bars. Uh, they got a real cool bar chart on their website as well. You can uh, pick up, enter your bar, pre- preference of bar. See the sweep, see the rise, all of that stuff. Renthal.com, a terrific company based over the U.K. and done great things for a long time. Renthal.com, more championships 
with all the other brands combined. Jesus, that's a lot, right? Uh, thank you to Renthal and Max's Cobo Links, motorsport.com, uh, All Balls Racing, uh, right, folks at Racetech. And uh, let's get JT and Weege on the line to talk about the Triple Crown at St. Louis and more. All right, here we go. Now, as promised, to talk about the race in uh, St. Louis, Triple Crown Fever, and more. Some stuff going on off the track, of course. Uh, it's uh, the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He was there. He was at the live show on Friday night. He witnessed the proposal and more. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Uh, everything was crazy uh, with that. Uh, I cannot believe someone picked our uh, live show to uh, propose. But then again, that's kind of the standard that we set with these. And uh, everything was great, except the racing itself wasn't the most dramatic. But whatever, we got Marvin Muscan and RJ Hampshire as kind of surprise winner, so we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, also at the live show, witnessing everything that went down, he, he was in the push-up contest. He saw the man get his pony cut off, and he saw the proposal. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Well, we're, uh, we are really setting records this year. It seems like every show we have, we have some sort of landmark event so I, I don't know what we're gonna do at foxborough like are we going to uh we're gonna hang somebody like what how can we top the no, things that we've done so far tom brady's gonna throw jerseys to the crowd there uh, you go yeah. there we go we'll have we'll have brady out there and uh, he'll retire again yeah yeah uh so yeah lots to get into lots to talk about when it comes to the triple crown the final one congrats to eli tomac for the being the triple crown champion again he got a trophy i guess good job <laughs> uh, uh, i didn't even know that existed in the sport yeah. I didn't know that existed. No, it, well, it existed last year, and he was surprised as hell. And maybe this year he knew it was coming a little bit more. But, yeah, they gave him a trophy. He's a triple crown champion again. So I mean, it's cool. It's yeah, a really nice trophy. Yeah. I just didn't even know that was a thing. No, I didn't know either. But um, uh, So congrats to that. Uh, it was, as we said, we love triple crowns. We, we think they're great. They usually provide a lot of action. This one? Not so. Track was basic. Uh, there was a big rhythm in the uh, after the first turn, but they they fixed it. They quote unquote fixed it for the night show, where no one could really do it. And uh, uh, other than that, there was a lot of crashes and a lot of stuff. But not if you were if you and I'm going to write this in my column a little bit. Like if you were like an elite guy, and no offense to the trolls and the um, numerous other gentlemen that hit the dirt. If you were like an elite guy, you were okay. So nothing really happened to you. The ruts grabbed a lot of guys and sent them left and right. Uh, RJ was one of them, I guess. But if, if anybody's going to crash, it's going to be RJ. Um, but other, other than that, uh, JT, I thought the track was pretty basic and, and hurt the racing a little bit. Uh, other than the carnage, wasn't a lot going on. No, and I don't know that it was necessarily the track. It just seemed like every time, you know, the gate dropped, especially in the 450, there, there were, there weren't any battles, and I don't think it was anything that we could have done differently. Like if we'd have done with this with the track, it'd be better. Like the guys just got spaced out for some reason in the races, and it seemed like that every time in the 450. The chip idea was a little bit better, like more racing, a little bit more chaotic. Um, but it just, I don't. It was almost like they didn't want a battle. It was really weird. Yeah, because the first thing you think is if if the track isn't <clears throat> aggro enough that it leads to these gaps, but it was more like uh, the track was basic, but they were not close. Uh, the easier track generally makes them closer together, but here it was the opposite. Uh, and there was more racing than people think. Like, at one point, Anderson was all over, say, Marv, and then Marv just motoed away in the second yeah. race. And yep. Sexton got to third in that final race, and it's like, well, if Sexton can catch Marv, I think it was two and a half seconds, Sexton will win the overall. And Marv just 
pulled away. So the track was basic, but like JT was saying, they were pulling away from each other yeah. at an alarming rate. I think with the ruts, the, the ruts were treacherous, right? That's what everyone was saying after the race. Like they just they were bad. It was soft, and and so I think that a lot of these dudes couldn't push a hundred and ten percent. I think they were like, hey, this is this is kind of where I got to go. But like, even that even if that's the case, though, like it, it doesn't logically make sense in my brain why they would be gapped out, right? If if everybody has to push less, then they could still be pushing less and closer together. You know what I mean? Like it was just weird. Nah, I think there were mistakes being made by some of the guys, right? So, it, but it just did. Didn't you feel like every guy had like a two second gap, and then a two second gap, and then a two second gap, and there yeah. just wasn't yeah. any like nothing ever kind of developed. Like you're like, okay, this battle is going to happen, and then nothing. Yeah, no, it was definitely. Yeah, it, it, it lacked some some uh, enthusiasm uh, from a normal Triple Crown, and but again, a lot of crashes. You know, like like the KP thing, Kyle Peters and Jordan Smith and RJ and and Troll and Portra- and you know more guys. They were just hitting the deck, right? Uh, Joe mm-hmm. Cross, uh, uh, Malcolm went down. That wasn't really a part of the track deal. But that was a tough block. Benny yeah. Bloss jumps off the track. Uh, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, lots to uh, lots to get into for sure. Uh, Marvin Muscan, he's been getting better. It's his uh, two podiums in a row coming in this one, and he's good at triple crowns. And he just rode really steady, and you know, kind of was did a really really good job. As he told me after the race, like winning the one really validated the win. Like you know, he's like you, you you know, and hey, one of them I beat everybody. So Marv was like. See, I don't know, you know, Marv is, but two one two on the night. We uh, Marv gets his gets the first win of the year for him, and uh, we kind of talked about who was going to capture wins. We looked at Malcolm, of course, and other guys, but yeah, Marv does it. Yeah, I'm glad you you brought that up, and that's why I mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier. It wasn't just I don't want anyone to come away from this race being like ah, Tomac just got bad starts, and Marv got good starts, and Marv won because of starts, like. These guys had their shots at him. I mean, Jason Anderson has been super fast this year, and he was catching Marv at one point in race two, and then Marv pulled away. And Sexton has been super fast this year, needed to catch him in race three to win the overall. Like, there was motivation there. And Marv kept adding time. And then Marv actually caught Tomac in the last one when he didn't even need to. So he rode fantastic. It wasn't just luck or circumstances. He really pointed out that... uh, you know, I think we do way too much analysis of these huge jump lines and thinking like that's what separates. But in the end, in the mains, everyone does almost always the same thing. Marv said the whole combo of the sand turn and the off-camber turn and then getting the rut out of the off-camber to get the jumps after that was really key. And uh, I would assume maybe he was just more consistent through there, lap after yeah. lap. Dude, we watch practice, right? And we see all this stuff. And in the end, the race comes down to subtle things in the ruts when it gets rough. That's what separates the winners and the losers. So good for Marv. There was a big rhythm that I didn't time it, but definitely looked faster, right, that Barsha started doing. Marv never did it, and then he was fastest while everyone was busting out that rhythm. Marv was still on top of the board. Like I was just like a case in point of, you know, Marv wasn't doing it, and he was still the quickest. You know he was feeling it, Uh, JT. I don't know if you saw this, but or I think Weege, you saw it, or I told you about it. After the uh, elevated turn, Marv goes uh, uh, all the way over the table, launches off the single, and lands in the whoops and just starts jumping them. Now, obviously, that wasn't the race line, but things like that where you're like, oh, he's feeling it. You know what I mean? He's trying something different. Like, he went all the way over onto the, over the first whoop as a double and then jumped his way through the whoops. And you're just like, oh, that's creative. 
that's neat, right? It wasn't great, but you just like you're like you're like ah, he's feeling it. He's 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 feeling good to try something, and uh, so good job for Marv. I did not see that. That yeah. he only did it once. I think only once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't faster, but it was yeah. neat to see a guy. I think when you're when you're doing things like that, you feel creative. You feel good. You're trying everything. You know, so. That's a pretty big distance between that single and then the land in the whoops. Like, you better get that right. That was impressive yeah. that he yeah. pulled that off. Yeah. Marv, man. Uh, what's, he, yeah. what's he do next year? Like, this is an interesting thing going on. He's not doing outdoors, and he didn't start off well this year. I mean, what race? Well, San Diego. He leads and just oh. gets punted right back. So he's certainly what had some. Yeah, he's had some races where you're like, what the hell are you doing, Marv? He's got nine or ten career Supercross wins, so it's very odd to see a guy do that. He's been slowly getting better. Yes, the field is a little weaker, but whatever. And, like, he keeps saying, like, I don't know what I want to do, and then I talk to someone close to him, and he's like, no, he wants to race. He wants to race. He, But I wonder what he does. I wonder if KTM has a decision here. He's never ridden any other brand, right, uh, in America. So, yeah, it should be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, he even said uh... – in his interview there at Race Day Live with Kristen Beat, like, he wants to keep racing, and he wants to stay with KTM. Like, that makes the most sense. And it's probably going to get a little weird here. Look, he's the fifth winner this year. That might be it. Maybe they're sixth. But bottom line is, it would be kind of crazy, right, to say you're one of the five riders that yeah. was able to win a Supercross. By the way, last year, too. And sorry, just the, there's just no rides. Yeah. Just nobody will sign you. I, I feel like like let's do let's let's roll it back. Same deal. Supercross only. You know, I don't think he broke the bank this year because he was looking at other places to ride before he signed his KTM deal. So let's roll it back, JT. He's a Supercross winner. He's a good guy. So yeah, I I, I think he's riding on form where he needs to stick around. Like there's no reason no reason to go anywhere. No, no. Yeah, it should be should be interesting to see what they do for sure. Um, Sexton finally, you know, doesn't finally I guess, but Sexton has a good weekend. It's been rough for the kid lately. Uh, crashed out of Seattle. Uh, crashed out of Detroit. Um, but yeah, uh, wins one of them. And, and that that win was was great, man. Just how about that start? Do you think unbelievable? Did, is unbelievable. That, is that like like uh, he knew the gate guy? And the guy I don't guy? know, man. It it was that type of like it looked like he's guessing. You know what I mean? Like it was that that big of a jump where it's like you had to have just said one, two, three and drop the clutch. Like you, he was like a full bike length ahead of everybody. Nuts. And yeah. to your point about Sexton, like I think everybody just wants to see him stay up and get through a few races healthy. Like, okay. Yeah. Great. Winning the first one. Awesome. Getting on the podium. Awesome. Great. Good for you. Nice weekend. Uh, but man, just stay on your motorcycle for a while. Like we don't, I don't want to see him hit the deck anymore. Like I, I, I like watching him ride. Like he, his style and technique and everything is is literally like beautiful to watch. Like it's it's like poetry in motion. But I can't handle watching that guy crash anymore. I don't want to see that. So I was uh, I was more happy about that than anything. Yeah, um, I'm sure he was too, right? Uh, yeah. Tomac, yeah, didn't get starts. Uh, won the last one. Looked great. Never really yeah, got a start. The last one. Yeah, I, I yeah, the one the last one looked great. Other than, other than that, I think he. He looked really good, obviously, but yeah, just didn't really get starts. And like we talked well, about off the top, he couldn't really move forward. Yeah, and I, um, you know, I think he is such a veteran and so smart with this stuff now that he understands that you don't have to win everything right now. 
you know? Like, okay, this wasn't the best we've seen him ride. He was, I don't want to say mediocre because I think that's has a negative connotation, but for him in a couple of the races, he was mediocre for him. Like, like you said, he couldn't move forward. He kind of got gapped by those, you know, the, the leaders. And I think he knows, like, I don't, I don't have to push. Like things aren't coming together here. I don't have to go for broke and do something stupid because at the end of the night, guess what? Okay. He didn't win. Marv wins, whatever, but guess what? He extended his points lead. Like that is a very underrated point of that race was like, okay, Tomac wasn't his awesome self. Like he wasn't as good as he was at Seattle or Detroit or Indy or any of those, but guess what? We leave and the points lead has gone up. The best part of his night was watching him get Barsha in the first one, uh, slowly catch up. And then of course, you know, once you get Barsha, you got to go. And because yeah. Barsha was going for it right away to get him back. And so that was about a half of a lap of like, oh boy. And then he broke it free. And well, I was one, I was like one. really curious. There. I was like, is Marsh, is Barsha really going to go take out the points leader here? Like, is he, is he actually going <laughs> to take him out? Barsha was banged up though. Um, what was going on with him? Did you find out, Weech? He had a huge crash on Press Day. Press huge Day, yes. Crash. Press Day crash. Exactly. Uh, I didn't. Weech, did you see it? It's on his Instagram. No, I didn't. It is a big no. one. It was funny. After Press Day, uh, I didn't see the crash, but then after everybody's done riding, like an hour later, everybody's in the pits, and you see Barsha walking around and riding a scooter and yelling and screaming and doing crazy stuff just like usual. So I'm like, oh, I guess he's good. Okay, yeah, he mentioned that the press day crash yeah. affected him a little bit. So, uh, did I, you see it? No, you said it's on his Instagram. Oh yeah, it's big. It, it's a, it's basically well, I'm gonna say exactly the same thing, but very similar to what Troll did. And it's on his Insta. Yes, oh. pretty sure it's on his. It's on somebody's. I saw it on Instagram. Okay, but it was uh, it's pretty gross. Like he, you know, they going uh, triple under the tabletop, step off, and then over the tabletop, and he like comes up short, and then it's it, it's from his GoPro, and it's just. A mess. Like, yeah, he comes up short onto the tabletop and then just instantly is flying through the air. Right. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned that that was bugging him a little bit at the race. So um, Sexton second overall, Tomac third overall, Anderson fourth overall. I had Anderson for first of the finish line. Very upsetting that he didn't that he didn't get that yeah. done. And honestly, uh, he went down in first one. First one, I think he went down. One of them. And uh, uh, oh, and off the track. Yeah. Well, he crashed in the corner before the finish line. Before the finish well. line, yeah. That was oh, the first that's right. one? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that was the first one. Uh, and then, yeah, he went off the track at some point. No one goes off the track like Jason Anderson. He does love to yeah, go he, off the track. Yeah, he likes to just, I'm going to ride around here, and I'm going to go over there. I think it's just, he's been like that all year, man. I, I think he is pushing, and I've talked about this, I've written about it, whatever. Like, I think he's trying too hard at times this year. Like, I think he knows he can win. Like, he feels like he is in a place where, he can actually win where I don't think he has really believed in himself or been there mentally the last couple of years. And he's trying, but like he knows he can win right now. And I think that's pushing his like effort level up, but man, mistakes are coming with it because it's every weekend, right? It's like, and this is why he's 56 points down or whatever it is because of the mistakes. It's not because of the riding. It's because of the mistakes. Yeah. That's literally JT, your point, right? On Tomac. That's the biggest difference to the two of them. Tomac is just taking what, comes and assumes, ah, it'll work out. I don't need to force anything at any time. It'll work out. Yeah, and I don't know where this, how this evolves, right? Um, Mookie is, I think, on his way there, but there's like this evolution process for these elite guys. When they take the next step up, it's like, okay, 
I can go this speed, but man, am I on the edge. And I think Sexton is in the midst of that right now. Like I'm on the edge. I'm going to crash half the time. The other half I'm going to win or I'm going to be second or right there. But it's like, which side of the coin does it go? Does it, do I crash my brains out or do I finish? Well, I don't know. And that's not a great place to be, but it seems like that's how it has to go. And then eventually that becomes their norm. And a lot of that, the craziness and the crashing and all that kind of comes out and they can hold that pace. And it seems like Tomac has been in that place where it's like, this is my pace. I can stay here and not crash where all you other guys that are trying to go with me, you could probably do it, but you're going to crash, you know, 40% of the time. And Tomac just doesn't have to do that. Right. And that's why you see weekend after weekend, five wins in a row and whatever. And then the weekends that he doesn't win, he still gets second or third or whatever, you know, like it just, he doesn't have all of that up and down in his racing. It's, it's really impressive. I think it's a little bit of his, his maturity too, although Anderson's older now, but I think a little bit of his maturity too. Um, you just kind of know the end game, you know, you know, you trust the, you trust that you're going to be there. You trust that, Hey, this thing will come to me. Just calm down. And do you, you know, and do you, um, I, I kind of feel this way. I don't think that Tomac really fears anyone that's left. Right. I think if you have a web that is a hundred percent, I think that worries Eli a little bit. Um, that that's not really the web we've seen at all this year, but like the 2021 web and the 2019 web, I think that guy made Eli nervous because he was so confident and so good at the racecraft side. And he can really give Eli problems. Also a Kenny, right? If Kenny is on his game, the best he, he can give Eli everything he wants and more. He just has so much natural ability and raw speed. The guys that are left, you know, I, I think he understands the situation. Like he understands that Anderson is crazy fast, but he's also just all over the place. Right. I, all I have to do is wait for him to jump off the track. It seems Mookie's not really ready yet. You know, like even if he wins a race, or whatever, no problem. He's, I don't know, 70 points ahead of him or something, maybe more. Um, so I don't, I just think he looks up and down the line. He's like, eh, like I don't have to do anything stupid here because well. if I just do what I do, I'm either going to win or I'm going to be on the podium. Like the, I think that's just how we've used this thing. So he's his risk level is way, way down. Well, of course, yeah, the huge points lead. But if you reset this to Anaheim one, um, you know there are there are guys that are faster than Eli. Through the I'm first half now. of the year, I'm saying like yeah, the situation that's, that's now. what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, but Ben yeah. balls speed. Yes, you can talk about Mookie and Sexton and how great they look, but guess who's been the fastest guy and qualifying faster than ever and, you know, is Eli Tomac, right? Like, mm -hmm. Tomac has put the speed with the without the weirdo results, without the, you know, going backwards and all that together. So I think for speed, like, we kind of underrate Tomac. We all look at this Sexton. Year. We all look – yeah, this, this year, year this sure. year. That's what I mean. Like, we look at Sexton. We look at Malcolm. I mean, I would argue Malcolm is not as – not heat race Mookie – very often anymore. And that's fine. It's safer. He's doing better, you know. But I would say that Tomac, speed-wise, has been the fastest guy this year. Uh, Anderson, early on, maybe had him a couple times, and there's a couple Sexton rides. Some people on podcasts got very excited about Sexton. Um, but, yeah. But having having said that, Mookie has been at the top of the board in qualifying practice a lot lately. Yeah, more, than, really more, more than Eli, yes. Yep. Uh, Malcolm leads, I think, with six pole positions six yeah, fast which it's i agree with you like the heat race mookie thing we don't see it as much but that i think he's just removed some of the crashing but the speed like is it seems like the speed has come back some to me like 
he when he went to Monster Star Yamaha, it looked like he was just like, you know what? I just need to finish some series here. Like I have to get through all these races, and if I have to go slower to do it, so be it. It seems like some of that speed has resurfaced this year. And I don't know if it's a training program or the bike or him or I don't know, right? It could be yeah. a, a combination of all of those things. But we didn't see him at the top of the board really at all for the last two years prior to this year. Uh, all right. Um, Brayton Six, Weech. Uh, we were great at no point, at any point in any of the three races during the night was I worried at all. Oh, oh, really? Not at all. Oh. No. Oh, okay. All right. No, not at all. Uh, that's odd. I sat next to you in the press box. Oh. And what? You were a little worried. You were a little concerned when his teammate Wait, when his teammate pulled away from him in one of the races. He couldn't have been happy with that. He wasn't. He's uh, he, he's he, he's not. I don't remember that uh, okay. moment. I don't know. Maybe I blacked out or blocked it out. <laughs> I don't remember seeing him catching Vince and then trying to get Vince and then Vince starting to inch away and then Vince just pulling away and Beating him straight up. I don't remember that happening. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, can, I can vouch yeah. that you were. But we knew. We knew that, uh, you know, we already, you know, most riders are smart enough to know in the third race or the second moto outdoors where they need to finish for the overall. Yeah. We're so advanced. We already know in race two what needs to be done for race three in the overall. Well, How about that? And let's face it. That? And let's face this, Weege. In, in, in 10 days, people will just see Justin Brayton sixth overall and Vince Free seventh. People will just see that. Yeah, but it is startling. I mean, the difference in speed between Vince and uh, Brayton, and they've both been in the class forever and on the same team for a long time. So they've raced each other a lot. Uh, now it's like Brayton is probably going to get him and sometimes doesn't get him, where before, you know, the difference between them is six, seven positions. So uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, th those guys have gotten into it pretty bad before. Like, Freezy has taken Brayton out a few times. Like, it's well, gotten pretty serious before. So it's not like they've never really battled it out. No, no. I mean, look, Vince has battled out with a lot of guys. That doesn't mean Vince is as fast as them. But now it's like straight up lap after lap or closer in speed or similar in speed. I mean, Vince has got in with Anderson. That doesn't mean that Anderson and Vince are the same speed. No, but I, I've seen those two battle a lot. Like, I'm, I I know that Brayton's ceiling is higher. I get it, right? If like, Brayton's on, he can be in the mix for a podium where I don't think Vince can stay there. But... Over the years, I have seen those two really go at it multiple, multiple times, like for laps on laps on laps. And that's when, you know, like Justin's not having a great night. And, you know, like yeah. that's kind of how it goes. Well. Vince had him straight up in race two. Like, he did. He catches he did. him. He couldn't do anything with him. Vince pulled away. And I was like, oh. But, but keep in mind, like, yeah. you know, Vince got sixth at what race did he get sixth at? Uh, Detroit. And then he's, you know, podium guy. Nearly in the two video class, like Vince is riding really well, you know. Like it, yeah. I don't think it should come off like, oh man, Justin's really struggling here. About it. yeah, like Vince is killing it, you know. So there has to be some yeah, of that I, in there. I, I agree. I did, I did not mean that in like if you're only going as fast as Vince, you suck. It's just more that if you've raced a guy a hundred times and the measuring stick is I can usually get him, and then you yeah. don't. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, seven 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 for sixth overall, and Weege after the race, uh, he confirmed. He was going to give you, or he is going to give you some of his hamstring for your ACL. Yes. Oh wow! Yes, I appreciate that. Yep, that's incredible. What a bond you guys have. I, I know. I will finally. Uh, no, I'm not going to use the sentence I was going to use. Yes, I appreciate that. That's uh, as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's seven 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 for JB. I I didn't see him all day, and then I walk over after the race, and he's like. 
Weege and I are back. And I'm just yes. like, where is this coming from? What? I didn't even ask you. I didn't even say a word. Anyway, That's right. Yeah. He was worried when I when I announced that I had a torn ACL that I wouldn't make it to the races. But I was there. You know, he missed the last one with a concussion. I was yeah. there. We are back. When do we get some love from from the fans for going to the races with the conditions that we, we have right now? <laughs> when does that happen? Have you explained? Is this? Are you going? Are you going to go into your whole spiel now? Do I? Do I? Do we get like a uh, like a track walk video where I got to tell? And Hart goes, "Yeah, man, I know. I've been there, Mathis. Like, do, we, <laughs> do I get one of those? Well, I think you like. They need to do a whole thing where it like opens up to like really slow music. You walking, you know, like a, a whole emotional journey um, that they can really tell your story because what you're going through is. It's unbelievable. It's, like, the things that you are withstanding to yeah. show up at these races no. right now. And, and Weege, too. Weege got meniscus and a torn ACL. He can't even walk downstairs. Yep. I mean, look look how short I am, right? We we all have our crosses to bear. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't know why Feld isn't jumping on this. You know, they – I don't know. They're missing it out, in my opinion. But oh well. well, there's a lot of there's a lot happening in the series right now, so they have their hands full. Yeah, yeah. Good point. You're right. I feel like the difference between uh, if you're a top <clears throat> Monster Energy AMA Supercross athlete and you get Epstein Barr, like you have Steve, or you tear your ACL, that's really unfortunate and that's sad and that's like, man, these warriors and they try so hard and then it all comes derailed. Uh, I feel like when we suffer those injuries or illnesses, it's just pathetic and comedy. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, know, uh, don't don't forget about my low T. <laughs> you know, also that I'm battling that as well. So maybe maybe that led to Epstein Barr. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, so Vince seventh, good job for Vince. Um, yeah, he rode really well, like we said. Uh, pulled away from JB Brandon Hartraft. Does anybody have anything for Brandon Hartraft? Eighth overall, good job, Brandon. No, uh, it's actually I, I gotta say, first of all, he's riding really well. Yep, he actually got a good start, which I did not know if he'd ever get another good start for the rest of his life. Uh, after he got a good start, I think at the first race of the year last year, or one of those Houston races, and I think he went from first to ninth in the first lap, and I was like, oh, 450 class. He's done drawing a pull holies. So uh, I feel it was a big sign. Like, he's really, really getting better. It was, I cannot accentuate enough, he was not fast enough to make LCQs last year. Like, he would get passed out of the top four. And I know... And I say all this because I know that the field is injured, so people will shrug when they see these ninth, tenth, eleventh place guys. But he is doing much, much better. It's not just the field being injured. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and, and yeah, he's doing doing a good job. So, um, yeah, he second one. I think he got a good start, but good job. Uh, Malcolm three in the first one crashed out in the second one. I, I thought he was done. I thought maybe he had tore his knee up. Like on the replay, that knee went in opposite direction. Um, and it was not good. And then he, you know, was in a lot of pain. It looked like it was tough. And then he got on his bike and he got back on the on the track and then pulled out again because he was pretty far back. And then I'm like, well, I, I mean, his night's done. Like, I'm like, there's no chance. And then he shows up for the next one and he runs like third or fourth for a little bit before he kind of lets guys go. I'm sure he was in pain. But uh, good job for Malcolm for toughing that out. I didn't think we'd see him, JT, for the third one. I was scared we weren't going to see him until next year. Yeah. Like, yeah. like legitimately. Uh, that did not look good. You know, when you start seeing people's legs get wrenched in awkward angles, moving very fast, uh, I, I was thinking the worst and everything, him laying on the ground. I mean, every sign was pointing to, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was super thankful he's okay. I mean, he brings a lot to this sport in this series. So I still have no idea how he's okay, but yep. I will take it. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, hopefully he's all right, right? Sometimes these things could get worse, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for him to go that fast in yep. the last one, yep. I would genuinely think he's like, I've torn my ACL he, twice, and there's no way within 20 minutes I could go race again. Absolutely not. Yeah. So I don't think that's what he did. And, and you can see in the last one, too, he wanted nothing to do with any battles, though. Like, I'm just going to get. But still, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he was yeah. still going. You no, know, yeah, like, no, no. No, I know. He was yeah. just like, hey, man. Oh, I'm sure he's hurting. I'm, I'm hurting, so just go. Yeah. Just, just he go. He probably. You know, strains something. Right. You know, whatever. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of variations in gray areas to what he did, but I, I don't think it was a catastrophic injury, which is the point. Bogle seventeen eight nine. I didn't see what happened the first one. Uh, I'm not obviously seventeenth wasn't great, but nine eighth for the second one. There was at one point uh, seven deuce deuce made the main, and at one point there was a hep trio. They were lapping seven deuce deuce, but he was kind of hanging in there for a little bit, and there was three hep guys looking very like. Uh, very sort of uh, synchronicity of going jumping through the whoops. It's very very nice. It would make a good team video if anybody got that. So, yeah, I watched Bogle a lot in the first race. <clears throat> I mean, he, maybe he crashed. Also, I didn't see him go down, but I mean, he was lapped very quickly and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, man, this is a bad night for him. And then the last two were actually really good because I felt like Bogle was trending in the right direction. And then after the first one, I'm like, man, this is not. So in the end, he's he is getting better. I don't know what was up in that first one. Uh, all right. And then uh, Cade Clayson, 11th place, 11th overall. 11-12-11 for him. Yeah, Cade, just crushing it lately. And tried the rhythm. Oh, yeah. Well. Going big. No, it wasn't pretty. He, it was not pretty. Okay, he says he, he said that JT is fake news because I ran it by him. He went 3-3 three, three, but didn't do the four. Uh, okay, well, still, whatever. 3-3 yeah. three, is still – Yeah, I yeah. Don't, I don't yeah. think the four is, is – all that crazy. I think going three three right. is plenty. Like I'm, I'm fine with make, still making the point that going three three is. Yeah, serious. He, he's feeling so good. He go, he jumps over the tall one, over the five footer. Um, and, and good job for Kate. Yeah, he's solid right now. And it wasn't good. Like it wasn't like, oh, dude, look at Kate. He nailed that rhythm. Like it was. Uh, his front end. Was, I guarantee his front end was high. That's how he rolls. No, it just was. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just a mess. Like it was like, dude, don't. You may not want to do that one again. So, update for the top 20 overall. Those guys pass Troll, Starling, and Case, uh, Cade. They are 18th and 19th uh, right now in the uh, points-paying fund. you got to get top 20. Chiz is next at 69, and Chiz has some big decisions to make uh, coming up on his, what class he's going to ride. So, keep that in mind. Um, we'll, get to, we'll get to Chiz in a little bit. Uh, Fast Freddy. Good job for Fast Freddy. 13, 10, 12. Good job, Fast Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, so, there, there are results to be had right now. If you can oh, be consistent, it's, it's, you can you can get in there. Brees, 10, 11, 16. Brees was really good, and then he jumped into the side of the bridge of the under. He did. He went straight he into it like a car crash. Uh, I don't know. My troll at Daytona. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but Brees before that was 10 and 11. So, yeah. Again, results are, are out there, everybody. Uh, Benny Bloss came back. 12 rounds he missed of Supercross from a preseason injury. Benji comes back, upset about his Pulp Fantasy handicap, very upset about that. Uh, thought it should have been higher because he hasn't raced all year. And I'm like, yeah, but look at the field. He's like, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, we'll take it up with JT. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, he should take it as a compliment. Like, we think he's, we think he's good. Mm-hmm. He jumped to the yeah, left. Yeah, that was funny. He was complaining in the opposite direction. Right. Yeah. 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 You guys more. think I'm too good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Sh- I'm shitty. I should be worse, right. This is yes. this is what the media deals with people. Yeah, you say they're great, 
they get mad at you. Say they're terrible, they get even more mad. Like, there's just no winning. Yep. yep. <laughs> he jumps off the side of the bridge, and then I thought he was done, but he lined up for the last one. Good job for Benny. Um, Carnell's back with some more sponsors. Naked Yoga Chicks. And uh, they were at the race, I guess, also. I didn't see that, but Carnell makes it in. Um you tried to get over there. Though. You made it a point to see them. I did, and then I, yes. then I got. Then I got. Who knows what happened? Yeah, who knows? Uh, yes, uh, breaking breaking significant ground on the sponsorship front. Yep. Yep. A Ray claimed that this was his home race. He's from Tennessee, and St. Louis is the closest place, so he claimed this was a oh. home race for him. So okay, nineteen. 19- I mean, if Brayden can claim it, then yeah, no, Weege and Brayden claim like four spots as home races. Yeah. Oh, Atlanta's a home race for us too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce is back, made in the main. I was surprised that Deuce made it. I know the field is thin. I get it. But even with that, he's been out for a while. But he got in the LCQ, and because he's really good in whoops. So, and just stay upright. Yeah, yeah. Just don't crash, and good things will happen to you in those LCQs. Does anybody know what Devin Raper was trying to do there with no. Joan Cross? Like, no. you're trying to... Like, body... body- like was it like a hockey move? Were you trying to? Yeah, you, you. Do you think that coming up from behind a guy and putting your rear wheel on his back tire is going to spin him like NASCAR? <laughs> is it going to check him? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Rod Bell crashed out, uh, but he's going to be okay, I guess. But he crashed out in the last one, I think. Joan Cross had a nasty crash uh, on press day, I guess, trying to do a knack knack. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and then and then flew off his bike, and then crashed well, again at the race really badly, hit the wall or something. So this is also the uh, the venue where Tim Ferry crashed in yes. practice doing a can can. Yeah. yeah. So shades of Tim Ferry for yeah. Joan Cross. Yeah. Uh, troll train. Oh God. Oh boy. How does he get underneath A Ray's bike? It was like a magic trick. He well, A Ray was lapping A Ray. He was in tenth when it went down, and he was lapping A Ray, and so A Ray was slowing down, and then Troll flew underneath his bike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Trolls go under bridges and they they look for underneath stuff. They want to bury the stuff. He was they want, they like underneath his bike. It was I unbelievable. I know. God, he was it was scary too. He was he was he was out. He was KO'd. So tough, tough few races for Troll. If he would get a normal sized bike, I, I'm telling you, he would do better. <laughs> and then Dino Dino crashes in the whoops, gets a foot peg to the butt, uh, cuts himself wide open. Pretty bad, we've heard, and pretty big yes. surgery. And uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, sucks that. Uh, I think two different surgeries. Yeah, I think they fixed it, and then it still it couldn't stop the bleeding, so they had to go in again. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, poor Dino. Damn. You folks really want to watch Dino's video about this on yeah. social? Yeah, it is just one hilarious quote after another. Yeah, just yeah, it was... uh, he said it was, it's ten inches deep. This this hole, he said he had five doctors working inside of his butt, which he never thought he would say before. So and then he, he's like, no, and then yet he's like, so I guess I just have a a third hole in my butt now. And then his wife is like, a third, a third. A third. <laughs> what's, what's the other one? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I was uh, I was helping with broadcasts and spotting, and uh, you know, with, so with these television cameras, like they can zoom in, right? And I I was telling camera like, hey see what's going on something's wrong with dino like and so we went right in where they're you know like you could see it, it was bad like really bad and i was telling bondo and production team like, i don't know what we can show what we can't like this is really graphic i mean it's television gold but man you would have to have some sort of like disclaimer because it was 
gruesome how bad this was. I, I felt horrible for him. Like, and you could tell, blood? yes, and how bad it was cut. And you can always tell with the medics how serious the situation is by their body language, right? If it's very calm, they're moving slowly. You don't really have a lot to worry about. If they're moving quickly and like you can like urgency, something's wrong, right? And that's what like they were like jumping around, like making you know, like I was like, oh, this isn't good. Like he's cut really bad or something serious because their urgency goes up, right? And I I always have judged medical professionals off how serious the situation is by their level of worry. You know, you can just see it, and it wasn't wasn't great. Uh, I I thought a red flag was coming up. I was surprised. I did too. I, I, I did too. I, I was thinking there was a, um, a, a red flag coming up. So I think in hindsight, in hindsight, they probably if they had to do it over again, they probably would have. Yeah. yeah. I I really think they were trying like with already having one red flag. I think they were like, do we have to? Right? Is there any way we cannot? Because you know, television gets screwed up. Like it's just part. It's part of it. Unfortunately. You, you would always assume that that's never going to be a consideration in a health situ- factor. But I think they're like, hey, if, if, if he's okay, let's not do it. If we have to, we have to. But if <laughs> can we not? Because yeah. we don't have time. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've seen red flags thrown, you know, for guys who walk off afterwards. So, yeah, I get it. Well, I, I, th- I, understand. I, I really like, do think – I do really do think that Peter's red flag was like – they're like, we don't have time to do this yeah. if there's any way we can not. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, uh, two, that's the 450 class. We're going to 250s next. Uh, four rounds to go for 450 class. Any more thoughts on 450 class from St. Louis? Anybody? Good. Okay. All right. No, I'll still I'll stick with Tomac for the title. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for Sexton to rip some off here. Yeah. Rip some wins off. 93. Um, thank you. Does to the Tomac f- sandbag to try to wrap it up in Denver? His home race, not Foxborough. Does he does he check up trying to nail that just right? Yeah, he's going to leave, uh, you know, that 100, 100 150 grand yep. on the table okay. that he can win each each weekend to, to make sure he gets it done at a race that's six hours from his house. Yep. Yeah. Symbolically. Okay. Got to think about the show. Got it. Thank you yep. to the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, uh, Justin Brayton uh, wearing Fly Racing and coming back this weekend. We uh, we did think that Anstey and McElrath would be wearing Fly Racing this weekend, but they did not. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing, flyracing.com, uh, at motorsport.com, and uh, and your favorite dealer. Uh, they have uh, lines of gear that will suit you. Uh, it will fit right. It'll uh, Kinetic Mesh is coming out. Uh, or I should say the summer's coming. Kinetic Mesh is there, and it's the coolest gear out there. Weege's gear of choice, the Kinetic Mesh, uh, flyracing.com for more information on that. Thank you to the folks at Kobolinks, uh, whether it's Aprilia, whether it's a Suzuki, whether it's a Yamaha. They've got a lowering suspension link for your bike. Get some more confidence. Uh, have your suspension work a little better if you're shorter of stature and uh, you want to lower that thing a little bit to uh, give you some more confidence on the bike. Kobolinks will make it happen. Code Pulpamex for free shipping and uh, and also for a discount as well. So Kobolinks, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. Built and designed in Boise, Idaho. Uh, thank you to those guys. You can get it through Motorsport. Motorsport.com, of course, the official uh, online uh, retailer of Filthy Phil Nicoletti and uh, Ryan Villapoto. Uh, great dedicated team of gearheads there. Street bike stuff, if you like JT. You got a street bike. Dirt bike stuff, of course. Uh, they have e-bikes as well for mountain bikes. I saw that uh, um, email come through the other day. Great return policy. Free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. They've got the new Driven to Ride series just dropped today, too, as well. Uh, Motorsport.com. Please check those guys out. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com 
or pulpamexshow.com to help us out also. Uh, that would be great. Uh, thank you to those guys. Renthal and Maxis, as I said off the top, uh, thank you to those guys uh, as well. Uh, and All Balls Racing, of course. And uh, what else, Weech? Yeah, on Ants Maps, nowhere to go with the number one off-road GPS app. Way better than using Google Maps or any other competitors. But uh, you really want to go to the App Store, wherever you get your apps. If you got Apple, Android, whatever it is, look up on X Off-Road. Or go to onxmaps.com, and it's really cool. They have a slider. You can look at, like, the Google Maps view of the terrain and then the Onyx Maps view of the terrain. You can see how much more detailed it is, and they can give you advice that other users can leave about the trail that you're picking. So good for dirt bike riders looking for off-road places, but also if you're a biker, you know, mountain biker, or you're a Jeep guy, side-by-side guy, off-road recreation, onxmaps.com. Perfect. Thanks to uh, all those companies. 250 class, uh, St. Louis. Well, RJ Hampshire qualified fastest, and he's never won a Supercross before, which is surprising when you think about it, but uh, he had never won a Supercross before, and he qualified fastest, and we had him on our fly racing pit show after after practice, and I like to think, Weege, that we uh, we helped him win a little bit. He got the bump? Yeah, he got, a, he got, he got the show the bump. bump. Yeah, got yeah the show he, bump. he came on our fly racing radio, and uh, he wins. So to do it again in Atlanta, I guess. It's funny, we were saying, uh, so he comes on the show, and I don't know, we were talking about something, right away we were like, yeah, you've been pretty vocal about your bike or whatever, like, which he has, right? We've talked about that on this podcast, and anybody who's listened to him, he said that. And then he goes, well, I couldn't have been too vocal, they just offered me an extension. And we're like, <laughs> oh, breaking news right here on the, on the fly show, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, funny uh, funny to, to think, to say that, for him to say that, yeah. Well, I think it works. And it, well, he didn't know what the future would hold, but he complained about the bike, said it needed to get better, and then this week he said it was better, and then he won. Yeah, so yeah. it looks fine if you're not chronically complaining, if you actually fix it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what the issue is. He pointed out something also interesting that I'd forgotten in the press conference. Marv won also. So this much maligned new generation bike, which has obviously been a big topic this year, they just won races for the first time on it. So that's pretty significant for the Austria group, the KTM group, he had said actually there was an issue uh, with the bike, and they finally got that fixed before, what was the last race, Indy for that? Uh, and he said, but he had never ridden it in whatever condition it needed to be in to fix whatever this issue was, and now that he had two weeks to ride it, he was finally used to it and could trust it, and that was the difference. Okay, all right. Well, listen, yep. uh, I'm not, you know where I stand on this stuff, so, uh, um, you know, good for those guys to get the wins, but yeah, I don't think they magically figured, found something, and, and this enabled both the Austrian bikes to win. I just, I'm not going to have that, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, RJ starts. JT were on point, and but, them. but RJ being RJ, nothing comes easy. Oh no, the uh, the first uh, main, the first race, he's leading, and uh, he goes sideways, and it looks like he, you know, crashes pretty big. And to his credit, he got up in third or fourth, and got back into second. After a pretty hard crash, nothing can come easy for RJ Hampshire. Nothing. So no, and uh, I mean you'll you'll take it however you can get it, right? He definitely uh, got some help, you know, in that in that final one from uh, Jet Lawrence. But the amount of times where he has been his own worst enemy, yeah. Sometimes you'll you just take the help. Right? Oh yeah, don't. But- but he was still his worst enemy with with the crash. Well, that's a pretty good one, right? Like yeah, yeah. I mean you yeah. have to expect three times. You put RJ out there three times, you're probably going to get a crash. One of those. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's just to be expected. I mean, I don't know what the the recipe is for RJ because I think 
his crashes are from he just pushes so damn hard, right? Yeah. And I think he just goes for it. And it's I, – I think I made this reference on Saturday, but he's like a really fast A-Ray. You know, like they have so much send. Yeah, that one and, was a little much for me, though, when you said that. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh. No, I, I think they're – I think the approach is kind of the same. Like they go for it. Like he's much better than A-Ray, right? It's a much more polished version of A-Ray. Yeah. But the crashing is because they are riding the edge. Like make no mistake, if – RJ wanted to back it down 5%. He's not going to crash anymore, but that is why he is crashing is he is just sending it. Yeah. Uh, well, good job. It, pretty amazing. We had never won a super cost before. He's been in that class for a long time. Factory rider, you know, fast as, as we just indicated, and he's never won a super cost before. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a veteran of it. Uh, but you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, and I really got to be careful here to not touch the sun and, and get you to go on a rant, but he is the perfect rider for that class because he is capable of winning but he doesn't actually do it so much that he points himself out of the class so yes okay maybe he might have been vocal about the bike but of course rockstar husky is offering him an extension why would you not like he's still one of the best riders in the class yeah and he's not in danger of pointing out so go big or go home that's kind of how it works in the 250 class just don't get third every week for three straight years or you'll be out yeah but yeah, just show potential. Show speed. Right, show speed. Yeah, show potential, crash, and don't score points, yeah. and you'll be good. Uh, I blame myself for Jet Lawrence not getting a Pulpamex Fantasy FFL because uh, I was walking out for the for the night show, and he said, hey, what's your problem? And I'm like, what? He's like, why aren't you looking at me? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I should look at you. And then he's like, you can come by. And I said, yeah, I know. And then I was like, so I was making small talk with Jet. And I'm like, hey, by the way, I have you first to the finish line tonight for Paul Max Fantasy, so that'll be great if you do that. And he was confused, and I explained, you know, just you just got to lead, you got to get the first finish line first. And he's like, okay. And of course, of course, I jinxed it, right? Of course, uh, wow. he, he never made it happen, uh, which is amazing in three races. Uh, didn't get starts because I had picked him. I was watching him off the gate, and he got a good jump one time, got pinched off. The other time, he didn't get a good jump. Then for the third one, he moved to RJ's gate. Because RJ had been getting spot starts, and he didn't get it that one either. Uh, and then he goes down uh, when he was like mid-pack or something. The first two were, well, I shouldn't say that the first two were better than the last one because the last one he went down. But and I shouldn't say that he didn't show maturity in the last one, and he goes down. But the first two showed great maturity, great poise, just waited, just waited, ripped through guys when he could, had was checked up when he had to. But he was methodical, and we sh- we saw why he's the jet in the first two, and then we maybe we saw why he was, uh, you know, not the jet, but uh, or, or still a kid, I should say. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. In the third one, anyways. Well, he even yeah. took that on himself there. But what was he supposed to do in the third one? I just feel like if you start in mid pack, yeah. I don't know how he, that, sometimes it's your fault, but he, sometimes you know he checked up. He tried to cut underneath mid-pack. a guy, right? And yeah, that's what happens. So. I uh, I thought it was I thought Owen just got a little bit slow in the whoops and he was behind him in the whoops, wasn't it? No, he was in the corner after the whoops, and then and then Jet tried to check up and go underneath him, and Owen slowed up and he hit his back tire and fell down. Oh, okay, um, I thought Owen slowed up because he made a mistake, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe so. Okay, anyways, uh, yeah. So you know what though, uh, McAdoo, Cameron McAdoo broke his collarbone on press day. So JT like uh, like uh, Tomac, he widened his points lead. So yeah, it's fine. One one. Yeah, you, I, I wonder if, uh, yeah, just for Jet, these these triple crowns seem to be his uh, his kryptonite. So <laughs> you wouldn't think that would be the case, but 
the only volatility and the only craziness we've really seen from him have been these triple crown events. He did win in uh, in Dallas. He won the uh, he won two, right? No. Okay, the one with Forkner, and then there was another one. Then I know he had issues. I know he had lots of. Well, yeah, he, cra- going he crashed twice on the start when he had the whole shot, and yeah. then he got into the Forkner one. Like he was all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he went four one ten. Oh, okay. Uh, Dallas. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's. I mean, he's the fastest guy. Let's let's be honest. He's the yeah, fastest course, guy. And, and you know, I'm just won. saying the only thing that seems yeah. to go wrong for him is right. his triple crowns. Right. I thought he was great riding the first two. You know, mature and, and looked fantastic. So, uh, Mitchell Oldenburg, third place. Uh, him and Chiz combined age uh, 94. Um, and they get third and fourth, and Oldenburg uh, gets the podium for the Bullfrog team, which Vince got the podium on the other coast. So, yeah, good job. Freckles has been good all year. Freckles has been really solid. So uh, I'm glad he got it, um, and good to see Good to see he was doing this. Now, Chiz had third overall until the last lap when Pierce Brown, I think, got taken down by Oldenburg, I believe. Do we know, do we know this for sure? This is what I found out after the race. I, I missed Pierce Brown dropping two spots on the last lap. Did you guys? Yeah, say my source yeah. is uh, what Chiz heard that Oldenburg took. Him yes, out. Chiz heard that Oldenburg took down Pierce Brown. He did. Dirty or I not? Okay. Oh, he saw it. Oh. I saw it. Yeah, he did. Okay, he did. You can just weigh in whenever we talk about that. That'd be great. Sorry, I, while you guys were talking. I mean, so uh, talk it wasn't you. dirty, right? It wasn't dirty. Uh, I mean, <laughs> anytime you take somebody out, somebody's gonna think oh. it's dirty. I don't know. I, I'm not like mad about it. I'm just saying, like, okay. it was a block pass. So, Pierce Brown ended up on the ground. So that pass, that. that pass gave Oldenburg third overall and Chiz fourth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, if you're going for a podium, do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, I get it. And uh, and Chiz only has top three bonuses. So, yeah, you got a big fat zero for that. Uh, but both guys rode really well, Chiz and, uh, and Oldenburg. Yeah. I, thought, I thought they were uh, unfortunately overlooked, right? Their night. They didn't get a lot of TV time. They didn't get a lot of press. They didn't get headlines. But they were both around like the top three, four, five all night. Yeah. And the story was RJ. The story was Jet. Right. That's kind of more what I mean is like, on a and in other circumstances, those guys would have got a ton out of that night. But there was just too much other there. Like Jet RJ's first win, and then you have Jet. He's always going to soak up all the press. So, um, yeah, good good job by those guys on a night where they probably didn't get their due amount of credit yeah um so chiz said that he wants to stay in the top 20 in the 450s they don't need him for next weekend the team star yamaha doesn't need him for the next weekend because they have the guys but he wants to stay with star but he also wants to make money on the 450s so he's trying to work out a deal where maybe star pays him a little more and he stays in 250s the rest of the year or he's going to bounce back to 450s to stay in the top 20 kyle chisholm everybody this is the stuff he's got to do so Got to figure this uh, out. Yeah. Well, wait. So there's no reason for him to race Atlanta 250s at least, then, right? No, they told him they don't need him. Yeah. Right. So it's really just uh, Foxborough and I guess the finale. Yeah. Denver, obviously, he'll race 450. Yeah. So they wouldn't need him for the finale either, I would think. Yeah, I guess. But but they want him or something? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the one in question would be Foxborough. Uh. Yeah. Yep. So um, yeah, that's tough. That's right. a tough call because I'm sure right now he's like, well, I almost podiumed. I would love to have one more shot at a non East West to right. the East and maybe I can do it. Yep. 
which I think he could. Yeah, yeah he's capable of for sure when this field, sure. right? Yep. Um, so yeah, that was that was good to watch. Um, Philip fifth overall, second in the last one, catching RJ in the whoops. RJ's line on the left, not good. Uh, Phil's line on the right, better. And um, as Phil said after the race, yeah, RJ always just makes mistakes. But of course, the one time I'm behind him, he doesn't make any fucking mistakes. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> Phil always looking on the bright side, right? Always, always looking on the bright side. So <laughs> I was thinking about when when you said Brayton went seven 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 for sixth. Yeah, Phil would have gone seven 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 for thirteenth. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, yeah, five ten two for Philip. Unbelievable. Like, yep. the riding, okay, he didn't miss that mate at the last race, but the, the riding has just been, can I use the word shocking? Can I go that far? Uh, this is Death Cross. He has never been, yeah. maybe he branded himself worse than he actually is, we, but, uh, dude, he's been in it we, just about every race. We don't talk enough about his Canadian Supercross title, perhaps, uh, okay. propelling him yeah. to this greatness. Neither does he. Yeah, neither, neither does he, you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, um... I, I, again, as I said, his bike is good. His bike is really good, and that is helping him. I think. I think there's no doubt about it. So, um, you know. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and that is true. Right? I, you know, he's got his own suspension. I think program over there different than his teammates, and that's helping. But look, dude, he's not on a factory team. Like, there's got to be a limit to how much. You know, if if he was on Star, maybe, or if he was on Pro Circuit, but I mean, dude, he's on Club MX team. I, I can only give the bike so much credit. It's not even a factory team. Okay. Okay. Um, Philip fifth overall. Good job for Philip. Uh, I guess he didn't get any TV time in the last one. He was also, uh, ah. yeah. I, I haven't watched the race yet, back, but I guess he got well, no, that's, no TV time. It was all that's kind of what I was saying about Oldenburg and Chiz too, right? It was just that kind of night. There was there were other things that they were going to focus on, and unfortunately, these cool things that we could have got nothing. Yeah, I mean, well, J- it's JT's fault. JT's a spotter. That's not him. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, let me send a text off to Phil and uh, tell him to call JT. Yeah. Trust me, we were on Phil. One of the cameras was on Phil. I do not control where the uh, where they decide to go with the it's, main program. It's, but... it's Jets World. We're just living in Jets World. And RJ. RJ was about to win his first ever race. Right. Uh, Jordan Smith uh, got, got in a huge crash with Kyle Peters that resulted in a red flag. And Peters had some neck issues, but he's all fine other than that. Uh, so that was a little well, scary thing. In motocross terms, he's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, he's got all feeling and everything else, right? So okay, he, um, he did have surgery to fix two broken vertebrae, but yes, yes, he no paralysis right. uh, issues or uh, anything like that. No, uh, uh, and Jordan went flying off the track. They kind of came together on that. Uh, Kyle went inside and drifted into Jordan's line going outside, and they collided. And Jordan's bike goes helicoptering onto the pavement, and, and then he's way back, and then he gets a red flag. Uh, so he. He ends up uh, benefiting a little bit. Six five eleven for Jordan Smith, sixth overall um, on that. So uh, not too bad. Chase Owen got another good start in one of the uh, races, uh, seventh overall. Vries eighth overall. Anybody? Vries had uh, a couple of incidents. Yeah. Some dudes look pissed. <laughs> well, I don't know though. Like Pierce, so in the first one, he takes Pierce Brown out by clipping that third coming into underneath the tunnel. And he, Pierce is mad. They talked it out. He told me after the race. Reese told me after the race. They talked it out. But, but I mean, I mean, Pierce. I get Pierce being like, "What WTF?" Because the bike's just t-boning him when he doesn't even see it, really. But it's not Reese's fault. You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it is ultimately because he crashed. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why Pierce was. You know, what can you do, right? Well, what we need to talk about JT. You told us to write this down. 
Can we talk about practice? Battling for the fake start. Yeah, like... Olderberg almost what, got cleaned. What are these guys doing, right? So, going back, you talk about, you know, and the elite guys are not thrilled. Part of the reason for not liking Triple Crown is it's more work and more risk and the same money, okay? That's been, whether it's agent or rider, that has been a complaint we have heard time and time again since the introduction of these Triple Crown events. So, my question is, if you're going to take the stand of this is more risk it's more starts that's been a big part of it is these starts are dangerous why the hell are you doing these fake starts and everybody just sending it on practice like what are you doing like if that's if that's going to be your take that this is more then you damn sure don't want to be adding another one with the fake start like you should be rolling out of there in first gear and letting everybody go if you're worried about more risk and these guys are going to kill each other on the first lap goldenberg is flipping through the air in qualifying practice that means nothing like, yeah, he's mad at Varese. Varese drifted over. Yeah, like, yeah, wh- yeah, what are you guys doing? I, I don't I don't understand this. This has been ongoing for years. We've always wondered, like, when is a title contender going to get hurt in one of these fake starts? Like, it's going to happen eventually. We keep seeing these crashes, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, we, we just saw AP flipping through and hitting Tomac, right? Yep. yep. Cincerillo, I think, had a crash at one of them. Like, it's like, relax, everybody. It's just practice. Uh, and so I told Oldenburg this. I've been ranting about this, too. So – Oldenburg was like, did you see that? I'm like, dude, you got lucky. You know, and he's like, yeah, I, I couldn't believe I, you know, I got okay from it or whatever. And I'm like, what are you doing though? Why are you doing that? He's like, yeah, man, I just, you know, made some changes to the bike and I want to see how to start. I'm like, so just let everybody go and do a start. He's like, it's not the same. And I go, well, I, I mean, you know, you guys could get hurt. Like, I don't get it. He's like, yeah, but it feels good when you, when you, when you do that. I said, yeah, but not everybody's trying. So, you know, you, you got second off the start, but you don't know who's trying and who's not. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You just feel good. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. All right, I'm, I'm out of here. But, like, he was – Well, then, you know. then don't get mad at people if you crash your brains out. I, like, I, 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 I like Freckle, but I was just like, come on, man. Stop it. Like, you know, but, yeah, he's like – If he, I am a team owner and I have – you know, if I'm, like, factory team manager, you are not going for the start on the fake start. Absolutely not. No. Uh, so, uh, Varese eighth, John short ninth. Good job for John short. Uh, Rami Alves, 10th, Derek Drake, Enzo Lopes. You guys see his crash. Oh my God. Oh, uh, that could have been bad upside down on the concrete flying through the air. Got lucky. Boy, you got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, that could have been catastrophic. He was headed head or back first onto the concrete and yeah. just flipped it off. Yeah. And a uh, shout out to our boy, Tom Jordan, team fried for, uh, being right there behind the tough block. You'll watch him scurrying away. Yeah, Tommy Tenders. He almost uh yeah. Almost got hurt. Yeah. Maybe couldn't eat any tenders anymore. Oh he said thanks to the Utah Sports Commission. Thank you. <laughs> that, was, was that, was tough block that was a tough block. Uh Max Miller uh, Enzo was hurt, his shoulder was pretty bad, right, Steve? Yeah, That's yeah. Yeah. He he said uh Yeah, and then he was around um uh he was upset that uh I forget what he was upset about at Phil for something after the race. I don't even know. I forget. It was funny though. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, yeah, Cartwright, Hicks, Fry, Pierce Brown. Tough night for Pierce Brown. Uh, as we said, he he uh, goes down, um, and then uh, he tries to fix his bike, couldn't do it. DNF'd. The next one, he goes to the lineup for the last final race or for the second race. His bike won't work. They wheel it off to fix it, so he doesn't get the start. They wheel it off to fix it. There's a red flag. So they come back to the gate, but they're not allowed to, to race because the bike has left the area, which is a rule. We saw that with Ryan Dungey years ago. And so he's not allowed to race the second one either. 
um, even though they got the red flag. Uh, so that, yeah, up and down. And then the final one, as we mentioned, he, he got to race the final one, and he was fourth forever, and then Oldenburg uh, block passes him and takes him down. Rough night for Pierce Brown. Jesus, rough night. Well, he was actually leading. He passed RJ in the last one, and then he just washed the front in turn one. So add that to your list. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. had taken the lead, yep. and RJ, showing that RJ does have another level of thinking. He RJ did say after the race, I didn't need to beat him for the overall, so I was like, you can go ahead. Yeah, that's right. But then he crashed yes. anyway. I mean, there RJ was literally saying, go ahead and win this one. Yeah, and that's right, because I, I, so I was saying in the press box to you, I'm like, well, you know he's fresh. You know Pierce Brown's fresh. Yeah. Like, like he, yes. He's, he's got a little more energy than all those other guys. Yeah. God, what a night. What an up-and-down night. Um, uh, yeah. Anything else from uh, 250 class? Nope. All right. uh, I'm good. Okay. Mo- moving on. Uh, of course, uh, this weekend, Atlanta showdown. I was trying to ask Jed about it, and he's like, now nah, we got both got big points to lead. No one's going to care. No one's going to know who won this thing. We, they care, but they're going to know who won the title. So, uh, very smart thinking by the Jet. Very it sounded like Christian really wants to win, though. Oh, yeah. To me, he's made some comments like he really yeah. wanted to win. I don't. I don't know what happens. Whatever. Yeah. I. I would advise against that. I would be like, who cares? But yeah. We'll uh, so uh, that's the uh, that's the race from St. Louis Triple Crown, and again Atlanta this weekend showdown for this class should be great. A showdown at a speedway. So there's a lot of things going on this weekend that I'm excited about. Showdown and the Speedway. Speedway track. I think, is it going to be a shorter track? Do we know? I don't know. Have we seen the track map? Is it going to be two minutes? I haven't looked yet. Yeah. Uh, I think the goal was to shorten it from what I hear. Um, also, too, uh, I talked to um, one of the guys uh, that works with Feld, and he mentioned that one of the issues they've been having uh, is the time, the time to groom the track has been cut a little bit. So when we talk about laps and the track staying uh, in good condition, the number of minutes that, that, that Dirtworks has to get out there and work on the track has been cut, and that's been somewhat of an issue with the teams, I guess. So stay tuned for that. Teams are saying we need more time for the, for the track work, and they're not getting it. So um, yeah, a little bit thing brewing behind the scenes, I guess, a little bit. Uh, all right. Uh, so this weekend, of course, the Rocky Mountain ATV team, Butler Brothers, they've been a team for, uh, Jesus, uh, uh, 17 years or something, uh, something along that. Uh, JT, you rode, of course, for Forrest Butler forever. Uh, they got it. In a, they, they did not race this weekend, and there was a lot of ups and downs. We thought McElrath and Anstey were coming back. All signs pointed to that. And then, yeah, just found out that they couldn't race. They didn't want to race. They weren't getting paid. I don't really know. Like, the rig was, the rig was in Seattle. The rig came to St. Louis. The riders appeared to race, but the crew walked out. Is that how it all went down initially? Do we know yes, that? Yes, I think that was the ultimate decider of I, – I think Anstey's deal is separate. So let's start with the more normal one, uh, which is McElrath's deal. I believe the mechanics were there and left, and – uh, Forrest Butler, the other team owner, had a way to get a different mechanic in and try to make it happen with whatever parts they had left. And I guess they had actually built uh, Macarass's bike a long time ago because they didn't know he was going to get hurt. Yeah. So he had a bike built, and they were going to bring in a mechanic. And I'm, I'm thinking Macarath just wasn't pumped on the overall shakiness uh, of that. Now, Macarath, of course, posted that actually, hey, I didn't actually pass concussion protocol. Are any of us buying that? I'm not. I'm not buying that either, and I find it bizarre, yes. bizarre that Shane would yeah, post that. Yeah, I'm not buying that one. 
I, I think the whole situation was just just Macarath wasn't into it. Just uh, you're going to bring in a mechanic out of nowhere. We're going to just try to like a bike built three weeks ago. Are we good? Is it is it ready? No, no. That's uh, this is not what I was told. This is what I'm going to surmise from everything I saw throughout the weekend. They didn't have a. Again, the riders showed up ready to ride, and the team lost the title sponsor of Rocky Mountain. They didn't have a rider in Seattle, and I guess there's other things going on. There's, it's a mess. It's a disaster. But what I was just wondering was, like, what prompted it for these teams to show up Friday and then the team to walk out? I guess they weren't getting paid, right? That's what the crew was happening with the crew, apparently? Uh, I don't want to assume that. Um because there's, there's three prongs of this. There's Rocky Mountain as the title sponsor. Forrest Butler is the team owner. But we all know as this year began, they announced that he would have a partner this year, uh, Mark Lane or Mark McKenzie. I hear two different last names. I got to meet him before Daytona because he also now owns 83 Compound, which is Chad Reed's old track. Uh, so that relationship has fractured big time, Forrest and Mark. So I think somewhere in that mess – that led to the Rocky Mountain problem. If there's one thing I can impress upon everyone here, this is not, hey, Rocky Mountain screwed over a bunch of riders and a team. It, 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 wasn't, it didn't start with them. I, I don't want people to think that Rocky Mountain, like, don't buy parts from Rocky Mountain because they screwed a team over. Uh, I think there was behind-the-scenes problems with Forrest and his new guy who was supposed to be a partner but technically is not the co-owner. He's just a sponsor, I guess. And uh, that led to the Rocky Mountain problems. And uh, I, I'll just, in full disclosure, I ended up talking to Forrest Butler for, geez, almost two hours on Saturday night. I get to my hotel at about you love three it. in the morning. You, this is you and your element, though. Yeah, Weege, come on. This is, this is what stuff that you live for. Look, I just figure this is the big story of the weekend, and I see Forrest over in his rig by the end of the night, and I'm like, well, I should ask whatever I could possibly ask. Uh, I, I really was trying to be like, can you give me the shortest version possible? And we're going all the way back to December. Uh, and I'm just like, just tell me about Seattle. Just why did no one race Seattle? Why did no one race here? Is that all that mattered? And honestly, out of the two hours, I can only take away four minutes of, of clarity on and There's so much going on. I can't even tell but you I, what I happened. I don't feel sorry for you at all because for people that don't know Weege or have never met Weege, he will talk to anyone, anytime, for any length of time. It does not matter. He doesn't even have a concept of, man, this has been a really long conversation. I should probably get going. Like that does not happen. For weed. So I don't, this is, this is you getting what you deserve. That is true. I just thought at some point, I'm like, the clarity's coming. I'm going to get a clear signal of what really went down here. Just another minute, maybe in another minute. And I, there's so many moving parts. I can't even keep up. Now the Anstey situation is separate because I believe Anstey's situation was run more through the Mark Lane guy, whereas McElrath was run more through Forrest and the, the traditional program. So I think his situation is different, meaning I think McElrath might still be on the team, and they could continue racing, That's, but I believe Anstey is out. That's why um, I think Shane did that. My theory is that Forrest told Shane, I'll take you racing, I'll figure it out, put something out out there saying you you know didn't clear concussion testing and we'll go racing. If Shane burns the team, he doesn't have a ride. So Shane's trying to salvage any bit of, uh, of a ride that he can get. That's what I believe to be true. Now, I, I, I thought that, but I think it's actually Shane wasn't comfortable with the we're going to get a mechanic, and I swear to you this bike is good. And I think yeah, Shane yeah. is like, no. I don't want to say I don't trust it, so I'm just going to say I'm not allowed to ride. Yeah, I know that, but I think instead of saying all that, like, hey, I've had some issues with the team, and I don't yeah. feel like riding, he just used the concussion thing because I would think yes. that Forrest is probably saying, I'll take you racing. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'll, and I'll be honest too. Like I, uh, Forrest is a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. I've barely talked to Forrest the last few years, and and I simply it's a trust issue. Uh, I haven't talked to Forrest too much because he's told me things that have proven to not be true, and I haven't been able to get a story from him for different things over the years. And I just I washed my hands of talking to Forrest, and I just was like. Hey, man, I can't really talk to you about anything because you're not going to tell me the real deal here. We've seen Blake Baggett disappear from that team. We assumed it was over pay issues. You know, we, I, we don't know for sure, but good guess that it was over pay issues uh, and things like that. And I just can't really get a story, so I've, I've moved on now. Obviously, with that Mark guy investing in the team to start this year, uh, you would assume that four months in, the Bills would not would be getting paid? That's odd to me that four months in uh, from getting an investor and settling debts that the team couldn't pay. Uh, so did I, I had no reason to believe that things were going sideways over there. I thought things were better. Rocky Mountain's a good sponsor. WPS and Fly is a good sponsor. You assume there's money there to pay these riders. As we said, uh, Ansi's deal is different. Um, it's with Mark, uh, a side deal. So. I know JT, you can't say much because you know you're involved with this as a yeah. It's, as a, as a it's company, tough. I don't. So. I don't really know more than you guys do, um, but it's it's conflict of interest for me. Obviously, we are a very large sponsor of that team. I raced, for, you know, with Fly Racing and WPS both. Uh, I raced for that team for six years. I've been friends with Forrest for twenty six years. Uh, you know, Rocky Mountain, who departed the team, is one of WPS's largest largest partners and customers. So there, there are so many entanglements there. I just need to keep my mouth shut. And and honestly, I can truly, I haven't talked to Forrest about it at all. Zero. So Weege knows more about it than I do at this point. I did talk to Shane on Saturday and just kind of said, Hey, you know, however this goes, we want to support you. Let us know how we can help whatever. Um, but for now we're just kind of on the sidelines, you know, we're a sponsor and and we don't really know what's happening all the way yet. Yeah, I, I, the, I don't think – now, Forrest – I got a text that Forrest sent out to sponsors, and someone forwarded it to me on Friday. And again, like, Forrest looks bad in this situation. He's telling the sponsors – I assume this text was to sponsors. I heard it was – that they're going racing, and all this stuff is fake news, and they are racing, and they are supporting the team, and they are going through the outdoors, and then literally 24 hours they are not racing. And again – Was this – What? All I saw was the uh, the post that he put out um, – that's all I saw. Was there? Was it different than that? Yeah, I got a text okay. saying that he sent okay. this text out to sponsors, and okay. the text is, you know, everything is fine. We are going racing. We have a new title sponsor coming, and I go back to what I said five minutes ago, where I can't trust Forrest, and I, I was proven right in this point too because nothing of that Forrest said in that text happened, and that sucks. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, what what really sucks is Savachi and McElrath and Anstey don't have rides, and the crew the crew wasn't getting paid, and they walked out. And no matter what you feel about the team or Forrest, my personal feelings on Forrest or anything like they people lost their jobs, and riders don't have jobs, and that sucks. That's shitty for the sport. Yeah, Forrest yep. has a, a pretty bad hit, bad history here, and then I feel like on Friday, late Friday, and then Saturday, where things are falling apart. I think other people in the pits. People really wanted to pile on, but I caution everybody to do that because in the end, you know, it'd be awesome if Forrest was, everything was fine. That would be the best case scenario. So I don't want to like celebrate like, ah, this always yeah. happens and it happened again. Ha, right. ha, ha. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and look, uh, and, 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 and yeah, and, I think Forrest, 
he thought the mechanics were going to work, and he thought the riders were going to ride. So when he was saying we will be racing, I believe he did. He did think that, but I'm not saying he's innocent here because uh, no, you mechanics can't, yeah. you, don't you, walk away from other teams. So whatever led them to walk away is partially on the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like to yeah. to, to not be able to, to have it be so bad that you can't yes. get through the race. All systems yes. go is pretty bad. Tells me that it was pretty bad. So yeah, yeah. It's not like Jason Anderson refused to race because Cowie's mechanics all walked out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the best part, I, what made me laugh was on Twitter we got we got a little thing going about JT coming in to rescue the team, coming back. He needed a rider, yeah. JT. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think that I'm. I'm ready. You know, if this was uh, it's ten years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago. It's such a movie. Probably. It's such a movie where they go to you, JT. One last ride, like one last job. I, I ju- you know, like I, we know ship has sailed. We know you're out of it, but can you can you lace him up? Can you save us? And you're like, I don't right. think I can. Maybe maybe they could get Chad too. <laughs> like Chad's Chad's closer to ready than I definitely yeah. am. Yeah, JT's music. Chase posted that's JT's music and the, the wrestler <laughs> the wrestler running out of the ring. Yeah, I mean it's just a shitty deal, you know. And look. Um, the team has had issues in the past. We know this. Um, and, and people want to talk about the, you know, on, on Twitter, I was getting blown up about the media covering up. I, I had no idea about this. I didn't know anything. I would assume that the investor, Mark, coming in was a sign that things were better and, and the team wouldn't pl- pull the plug three months in, three, three months and 10 days in, right? I, I would assume that things would be better. So I had no idea that the things had gotten this bad again. Now, also, there are past riders, not including Blake Baggett, that have been owed money by the team. And they have complained to me in private about the team. And I've always said to them, hey, look, man, I don't know that they owe you money. I don't know that. But if you want to show me stuff, I'll talk about it. Or if you want to come on one of my shows, I'll give you the platform to come on and tell and blow out Forrest and the team for owing you money. But I don't actually know that they do. But but I'll certainly and then, and then these riders have been like, nah, man, I don't want to do it. So if we if Blake Baggett literally ghosts everybody, Tom Baggett literally ghosts everybody, won't reply to texts, won't reply to calls, and these other riders don't want to come on and say anything publicly, then who are how are we in the media supposed to talk about this? Like I'm supposed to just go on your word that you owed a bunch of money? Like I don't want to do that, you know. So I, that's where I some people on Twitter were were going after me a little bit. And I'm like, what, what do you want me to do, man? Tom, ba- I sent five or six texts to Tom Baggett. Hey, man, can you just tell me what's like, what's going Like, as I was saying on the Pulp Show, the number four permanent number rider, a national winning rider, Supercross winning rider, just disappeared from the sport. Like he was abducted by aliens. <laughs> and we had nothing to do because they were not replying to anybody. So what are we supposed to do? So... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it all the time. And then this weekend it was at a fever pitch of like, you know, you guys in the media have to blow them out. And I'm like, but here's the problem. The only person who will tell me anything is Forrest. I don't want to give his side because it might not be true. But I can't give the other side because, what, half a dozen people will talk trash. And then I'm like, can we do an interview about this? And they're like, no, 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 no. do not attach my name to yeah, it. Yeah, do not. yeah. So uh, Many people have done that. And I'm like, well, then I don't know what to do. Same thing with you, Steve. I don't go on Forrest's word. I'm not doing a Forrest interview right now because I do not believe that everything Forrest is saying is true. So then that would also be bad. But if I can't get the other side, then here's what we basically do about that team. We basically just don't talk about it much. Yeah. It's the best we can do. Yeah. I don't pump them up. Uh, 
but I can't tear them down until someone is willing to. I mean, hey, if Max Anstey wants to do it, go for it. Yeah. I'll be glad to give him the form, but they never do it. No, and, and, and how do we know, like actually know the truth of we don't have any bank statements, we don't have any contracts, we don't have any anything to go on, the fact that you know they're not paying people. But again, as I said twice already, if you had asked me, is everybody getting paid over there in 2022, I would have said, yeah. Yeah, they've, everything's good. Rocky Mountain's good. Fly and WPS is good. We know there's money coming in. And so, yeah, everything's good. They got in, Mark's investors involved. And, 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 you know, so, like, what's the, what would be the problem for me in 2022 to think that there would be any issues? I would not, I would not believe that. So. And in full disclosure, I, this was all news to me. <laughs> as much as I, like, everybody thinks I'm so clued in. And I had people emailing and texting me, like, you have to know the lowdown. I had no idea this was coming. I really did not. But um, the first I heard of it was, like, middle of last week. Are you, are you with me in the fact that for 2022 to hear that they have money problems is a surprise? Yeah, I was very surprised. Yes. Like, I didn't yeah. see any of this coming uh, at all. Yeah. I, I thought everything was good. You know, Mark was there. I know he helped Forrest a lot. Um, you know, basically shore up the, the financial side and, and make sure everything was dialed. And then this was kind of out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Yep. Sucks. Hopefully, uh, do we think we see those guys back? I do not. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I literally saw the rig pulling away and I was like, is this thing going to Atlanta? And <laughs> even, even Forrest, after spending two hours with me trying to explain like, this isn't that bad. He couldn't full on say, oh, we will be there for sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's pulled this team off from the brink so many times like yeah. over the years. It's been so close, and I'm like, it's got to be done soon, and it just never is. So I'm not counting anything out. I have no idea, but I'm not. I will never count that dude out of finding a way to get it done. If I got that text, if I was a sponsor giving the team money and I got that text on Friday and then they don't race, I'm washing my hands. I'm done. You know, uh, the one, one thing you want is transparency and honesty, right? And, and I, you, you weren't getting that in that text and – so that's me, but yeah. Dude, let's not forget one other uh, element to this story, which was the Saturday morning Forrest pitching various profiteers in the pits to oh, try to just get yes. someone to race. Yes, at some point I heard Freddie Norn had taken the deal and was racing, uh, and, I, and I tweeted that, and then, then Freddie was out. Uh, Kevin Moran's uh, Tristan Lane, I heard, was in for Seattle, and he didn't race. And, and so, yeah, like what – I guess that's another thing to be talked about, Weege, absolutely. Is there – it's things are so bad or think people didn't want to trust Forrest so much that these privateer dudes were not taking it, you know? So yeah. Crazy. I don't think it's yeah. all necessarily that though. It's also going and riding a bike. You've never ridden with all, there's all sorts of changes with zero practice. Like there's not a, there's not a chance to practice or test or try anything. It's just like, Hey, here's the bike. You want to race it? And wow. they're like, uh, Fre- Freddie could throw his KTM suspension on and, you know, and go riding, um, go racing. He's on a KTM. Right, Fre- I'm, but I'm saying like the Seattle thing yeah. was like, he was just calling people and say, Hey, do you want to show up on Saturday and race for our team? And they're like, uh, like I, I've right. been in that spot. It's yeah. like, no, like yeah. I'm, I'm going to do terrible. I don't no. have any idea what's on we, your bike. We saw Vince freeze jump in a JGR for one race in Seattle, ironically, and it went terribly. Exactly the same. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't um, go well. It doesn't. In that situation. No, it doesn't. So, uh, yeah, but color me surprised though, that like, so I heard the deal from somebody who knows Fred was, you know, five races, the rest of the rounds, and, uh, you know, you'll get whatever it was. I think it was $2,000 a round or something. And Freddie was like, nah. So, yeah, uh, that's not a good Well, look, you have to figure, one thing you have to factor in your head is 
Anstey and McElrath were at the track yeah. and they didn't race. Yeah. So when the team then says, we'll give you five races and X amount of dollars, you've got to be like, eh, do I believe that? <laughs> well, and he's so also two yeah, able bodies that didn't race today. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's all that. I, I think part of it too is Freddie's going to burn his current sponsors that do pay him. Yeah, sure. There's that, you know, so yeah. it's not like, it's just like, well, I don't think I'm going to get paid. Like maybe, but it's also, you know, FXR and these other people, like, yeah. what, did, what do you tell them? Like, just sorry, I'm out. Well, it's multiple. Yeah, I think all these things add up. You know, if if the if Red Bull KTM comes and says we're putting you on Cooper Webb's bike, maybe your discussion with FXR is a little bit different. Well, they don't uh, have a they don't have a gear deal either. Well, I'm just saying in general, I think all yeah. these things are factors. Right. If you're getting a slam dunk, super awesome, amazing factory ride deal, well, yes, you go to FXR and be like, I have to take this, guys. But this yeah, one I, is like, I might take this and it could blow up in my face Sunday morning. And I also I think, think if, you think if, of that. If American Honda or HRC went to Tristan Wayne and said, "Hey, we need you to ride the bike this weekend," he's probably like, "I don't care. I'll ride anything. I'll ride it. Fine. Just put me out there in the first untimed practice, and I'll sort this thing out." I think you're you're right. Right. That's it's, what I mean. It, there it's, are it's, levels it's, to it. Right. It, 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 not burning your own sponsors is part of it, but this seems like a not trustworthy situation. Is also it's not one or the other. It's both. I'd say. I mean these 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 Islanders, these privateer Islanders. I mean. They'll take anything. It's yeah. it's so it yeah. says something. You're right, Weege. Uh, yeah, bummer deal. I don't I don't take any joy in reporting that. Yeah, two three riders are out of jobs. We we look like and mechanics and everything else. That sucks. So we'll see. Keep uh keep keep paying attention to the sport. Maybe we'll see this weekend this week what happens more to the team for sure. So uh, anything else? That's it. St. Louis. All right. Pulp yep. Show 500 tonight, boys. So Let's JT, JT we'll see you here in a little bit. Um, yep. And uh, and uh, McGrath and Carmichael, Weech, in studio. Awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Congrats, congrats! Five hundred shows, uh, five hours per show. That's pretty insane, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of talking, a lot of ranting about two fifty class. <laughs> well, I just think, look, you just do it every Monday. It's just like it's just a job now. I- I'm sure you take for granted at this point. It just is what it is. It's good to step back every once in a while and be like, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, it's this really happened. You know, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, you just look at all the stuff that you talk about, right? And and over the years, and, and four or five hours a show, and all the things you touch on. It's it's nuts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. And I'll always give you credit for this. I mean, uh, <clears throat> when you were starting the show, you were telling people, "Hey, I'm thinking of doing this." There weren't a lot of people saying, "Oh my God, that is a killer idea." No, no, not at all. Right. Um, especially oh. yeah. Now, dick move or not. Put the Summer Cross Trophy right in front where Jeremy sits. Oh, yeah. Do it. <laughs> not a dick move? No. Okay. All right. JT? Nope. Uh, no, I'm good with it. Yeah. Just the one the one title he couldn't get. <laughs> the one race he couldn't get. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he sits at – I'm sure it keeps him awake at night. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's <laughs> really, really just bugs him. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you to Renthal, Maxis, Motorsport, Cobalinks, All Balls Racing, and uh, the folks at Onyx Maps as well. And uh, and Fly, of course. Fly Racing as well. I don't think I said that. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you after Atlanta. Thanks, JT. Thanks, Weech. See you. See ya.
This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.